0: market no, caps, the best place to friends and get your game goodness each and every Monday. My name's Dom White. and joining me the catch this week Ashley Hobble. Uh, I
1: rolled a 20 on my Christmas check. And you what? I'm excited to be here. I rolled a 20 on my Christmas check. Can we also redo here. this? Can we redo
0: this? Can we do an Ashley Hobbly and we nah. restart this? Nah, this, I don't do restarts. Ash does that that this whole... Well, my podcast, make it perfect. Oh, fucking little <laughs> fuck-ups, let me do the intro. <laughs> nah, also here, Kira <laughs> Hi, everyone. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 I, like that. I like the realism, you know? It adds a bit of a grit. It, it, it means that every now and then one of RK Dash's little smart-ass lines does go wrong, you know? It, a little <laughs> it makes it makes people realize that even he's not perfect. <laughs> Helps bring some lines to the world.
1: Don't worry, I'll just edit. I'll just go into the episode, edit that out, <laughs> yeah. and re-upload it.
0: <laughs> That's your choice of time and how you want to choose to spend it. Uh, I mean, yeah, today on the show, we're rolling that 20. We will be talking about Baldur's Gate 3 in just a little bit. Uh, firstly, I want to talk about the one review that put up this week uh, for a game called Venba. I reviewed that. I gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, I played it on the PC slash roggers for life, baby. Um, so Venba, in case you don't recall seeing the trailers anywhere, I think it's been in both... The uh, indie nintendo directs that sounds about right doesn't it? actually remember um and then alongside some of the was a indie lot of stuff. stuff yes yeah wholesome directs and, and all this does. stuff so fuck is it xbox. Okay. yeah okay xbox as well there you go um so Vember is about a it's about an hour long narrative cooking game which is a very weird mix of uh, genres and words to combine um, but it sort of follows this uh, family um, you don't really I guess play as anyone in particular I guess she plays um herself which is the mother uh, in the family but uh, in this family and the, the whole game basically takes place within the home at different points over mm, I'm gonna say like 20 odd years like it, it jumps ahead at different points in their, their life from like the 1980s through to the I guess now maybe like 20 so 20 it's sort of unpacking area.
2: but about cooking.
0: <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, to a degree maybe. Um but yeah, it's it's like you it's a narrative adventure. You get to make some choices with the words, but none of it really matters. There's every key ch- there's like six chapters or whatever it is, each one jumps ahead some point in time. Um and then at the after each you'll be making a dish at some point. Actually no. Uh, all but one chapter you make a cooker a a dish in each of it but uh it's hard it's hard to talk about spoilers because the game's only about an hour to 90 minutes long depending on how long it takes you to do some of the the cooking stuff um um, and how long you, you read some of the text i guess and stuff like that um but it basically follows this family who have just moved to um canada um, they sort of, I guess, maybe a year or two after the the game picks up. Um, and sort of, you've got—I don't want to say like it goes heavy into like, hey, we've moved to Canada, where, um, where you know, out of our own country, like we're dealing with like, like it doesn't go too heavy on like dealing with the racism side of stuff because the game all takes p- part in. Side the the family's home apart from one chapter, but it definitely has some level of like racism dealt with which in that one chapter it may be confronting to some people but um but yeah so yeah uh Indian mom Indian father you know they have a child the child's name is fuck what's his uh do I don't remember it? Kevin, right? So, and I think an important part, and the the part where the game started, really interests me is, I think once I have the kid, and maybe he's like ten at this part. So K A V I N, um, Kevin is how he's spelled. He calls himself Kevin. And he has all these friends calling himself Kevin, like K E V I N. Um, and he has this whole argument with his families where he says that like he wants to be called Kev- Kevin instead of Kevin because he doesn't want to be he doesn't want any of his friends like calling him uh, that weird name. He doesn't want to take his mum's food to school because he doesn't want to be embarrassed by it. Um, he says he'll get bullied for it because of like the smells and all this. Like it definitely goes into this. Um, it's like an immigration. Uh, uh, Migrant story, well, not migrant, they move. I like guess just like, just a what do you call it? Like a, um, I'm trying to think of the, the proper wording now, but um, it's just like a, a dealing with this, like a, a side of integrating to a mostly white society, I guess, from a especially from a child's point of view that you, you don't usually get seen covered in stories where it's like sort of a, like you, you're seeing this kid grow up, sort of not embracing his culture, not embracing, um, any of the stuff his parents want to pass on to him and not even in the way where they're like trying to force him not to like live or like the things he likes, but they're just trying to, um, some of that sort of stuff. So like, um, also one of the chapters, they, before you do one of the cooking parts, like the kids like, no, I want to watch TV. I want to watch a movie. I want to do all this stuff. And they're like, well, no, they're like, no, sorry. He says he wants pizza for tea um I just want pizza I want pizza they're like hey, how about we do this over meal and I can't remember the, the actual name but he's like no I don't want that I want pizza I want pizza and, she, uh, and then the mom's like no it's like this really cool meal it like will look like a rocket ship when you take it off or whatever it is um I can't remember the official name but that's the the meal that they end up making so they're like the family's trying to say like we have these really fun and exciting meals from our culture um we're trying to pass those over um so there's definitely a lot in this game um the Tamil culture that I absolutely knew nothing about. I found it a very um, heartwarming, sad... Like, it's definitely... Like, you play it in one sitting. It's only an hour and 19 minutes, but I definitely think it's well worth it. That's why I gave it a nine. Um, there's, I, I feel like for... And I think the thing I said in my review where I said... Um, or maybe at the start, I can't remember. At some point, I think at the start, I said, I think this will be someone or a few people's favorite game of 2023 because for a certain group of people who this game's like targeting more so than myself as the white dude um this game's gonna hit like you know home run sort of hit the their feelings of like what they were how you know them growing up sort of thing and it's gonna be a lot for them um the cooking stuff is good it's not like hard or it can be hard or super easy you can adjust the difficulty so it doesn't really matter they're like little puzzles little puzzle mini games it's not like you know smash a do buttons you got to like follow instructions and then as the game progresses the the instructions for the cooking meals are um because it's from her grandmother's cookbook like some of it's like scribbled out so you can't fully read the instructions so you got to sort of figure out what degree order you put the ingredients in but even as someone who knows absolutely nothing about these foods i uh, cannot remember the name of them they all look fucking fantastic in the art style of this game and the attention to detail on the sound design in particular like of all the different foods like heating up the way they turn all that sort of stuff this game will make you fucking hungry so um don't play it on an empty stomach is what i would uh say for that one so yeah i really really enjoy this uh highly recommend it uh, play it. I, I definitely think as much as if it's on Xbox Game Pass, like there's no reason not to play it. It's free. I have seen the main argument people online is like it yeah. costs too much. It's like twenty something Yeah,
1: it's currently on sale on Steam for nineteen dollars eight cents. Uh, but twenty two forty five. Yeah,
0: I think that's fine. Because the thing is, I, I don't like. Going I mean, to did you play it on, on Steam? Yeah, I played it on Rob. It says
1: you played zero hours. So yeah, it didn't sync. I don't know why. Uh, I
0: think it's maybe because it was pre-release. Because none of my achievements. Or on I assume it, you either. played less than an hour. It's like, no, because none of my achievements unlocked either. So, I, okay. um, but I think that was maybe just because I was playing, playing it prior to release or uh, some like thing there. Um, because I sent out codes like a month ago, like, I played this uh, like a month ago, mm. <laughs> and then, like it was one of those really, really early codes. Um, yeah, no, I highly recommend playing it. I don't like, I don't go for this whole like, oh, it's an, only an hour, so it should cost like $2. That's bullshit. Like, the game's high value. It's got this w- very well done story. It's got this fantastic writing and music and all this sort of stuff. So, like, no, don't yeah. equate hours played to what something's worth, especially in a world where you pay $20 to go watch a movie that you don't pay attention to at the cinema. Um, <laughs> um, but let's, uh, you know,
1: if, if time, you know, is, if, if, uh, play like playability time is an important factor to you maybe you don't buy this game
0: yeah i mean if you if you want to if you're if you need your money to be something you can play for hours and hours and hours, let's uh maybe stick that into the game we're talking about in a second if you if uh yeah. you want something that's going to give you a really good experience and make you feel something for an hour and that twenty dollars is worth it then yeah then is very very good all right so let's go on opposite in, uh, opposite direction let's talk about something that all of us are playing right you've started too ash you yes Yeah, cool. I was like, I assume we've all played it now. Um, Boulder's Gate 3 has officially launched this past week on Friday at 1 a.m. or whatever time it launched. Uh, So it was in early access for quite some time. Um, A couple of years, was it, Karen? Like two years? Four years. Is that about right? Four years. Holy fuck. Four years is in early access crazy uh so the fa- full game's released it is killing it on steam it's like bro- it's been now broken to top 10 kicking apex legends out of the, the, the steam uh most played games well, list. It, it so like cyberpunk a player, a player for player
2: players on the same day
0: on the release yeah stage. which is in insane considering it's a uh is it this game's i think broken. it's basically a triple a r indie game like it's for it's like this is like i know everyone's like like the, to me, I don't consider this a trip. Like, the this is a like Larian Studios, there's no major backing to this. Like, like you never saw, you know, know what I mean? Like, like there's a, all these,
2: Divinity original Sim. Divinity was really wasn't, huge, no. it wasn't huge, no, so, wasn't huge. Like, this is this is probably Larian pushing into that spectrum. Like, this is like the same way, uh, I guess like the XCOM studios have done where they yeah. got made it big, and this is this is their version of that, I would say.
0: So, I'll let Kieran, because I assume Kieran's played the most of us, so I'll let him dive into his thoughts a second, and he's the d nerd for um, the, all of us here, so it's going to work for most for him. Uh, but for my quick explanation for this, I guess for people who don't know what the game is... Um, I've not played Baldur's Gate one or two, so it doesn't matter. I don't really think I'm. It doesn't it, matter. I don't at think all. that makes a difference. There is some, yeah, just, like, maybe there's some but, like connections, yeah. but it doesn't matter um, right, for yeah. what the game is, because that's something I've seen come up on Twitter. People being like, "What is Baldur's Gate? Like, how do I? Worry? What's the go?" It's like so. It's an RPG in which you can talk. You, I'm sure, like you can play it like Undertale if you really want and choose to do <laughs> combat. Can, try and talk your way out of everything if you wish. Legit um, the combat anyway. is, yeah, the combat. If you get into it, is a turn-based combat game in which, um, you know, it's a picture your standard sort of. But it's not grid-based. It's um, every character has like a, a movement in like meters and stuff like that. Um, and then it's built on top of D D fifth edition. Yes. Or no. Correct. Yeah. 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 It's built on edition. top of
2: but it's just been altered for
0: video game wise for video games. Yeah. So it's built on fifth edition, uh, fifth edition D D rules altered for video game. So that means a lot of the stuff happens in the background. So like your attacks, like your typical fire, uh, fire bolt and whatever else, uh, yeah, magic missiles and all that sort of stuff. They get the, the dice rolled in the background. When you make those actions, um, to, when you go to hit enemies, some of the higher roles, you click a little dice on the screen and you get to see yourself get a nat one. And the, Big words, critical failure happen on screen, which fucking pisses me off. Something amazing, um, <laughs> but like, so you do some of that, and then yeah, it's a very like open RPG in which you can sort of play it how you want, which is sort of crazy. As uh, as seen by the uh, the clip by uh, I've watched uh, that's been going around Matt Twitter, Mercer. which I love so much. Of just Matt Mercer just like breaking the game and the develop the director from yeah. Larian just being like, that's pretty smart. <laughs> well, I think I think this is. Uh the, the beauty of
2: what this game does is that it, it captures what Dungeons and Dragons is as a as a um as a premise. In terms of you know I know you alluded to oh you could talk your way through things or you might have to end up fighting. It's even deeper than that. Like anything that you could imagine to do, you could like this system this game has systems to probably make work somehow within the, of course the the infrastructure of Um, D and D, but you could make things work. You can. There is an a bit like there's a magic spell called disguise self, and you could if you're going into a bunch of goblins that are probably going to attack you, you could turn yourself to look like a goblin. Actually, I don't think you do goblins, but you could turn yourself to look like a drow or something that they would be friends with, and walk up. and The game is prepared for you to have that conversation as a drow, and would be prepared for all of the potential outcomes or the how the conversation would go with it.
0: Um. Some of my favorite clips I've seen so far from the game are just the most random shit. But it fits is, perfectly it's perfectly into D and D world. I, the funniest one I saw today was a dude like playing as a a fucking. Um, like the smallest looking dwarf I the, think I've ever seen. I don't know. Either a,
2: it. it'd probably be a gnome. Probably a gnome. Gnome. Small. So he's playing
0: as a gnome. Goes to kick open a door. I don't know if you've seen this clip. Like rolls, rolls for it with the worst strength stats ever in the world. Somehow rolls a nat twenty. This fucking gnome just like drop kicks his door. bursts open. The dude on the stream just loses it, laughing. Like it's the funniest fucking thing I've seen.
2: <laughs> it is, and, and it's a game that is just so filled with opportunities for you to play it however you want. I,
1: I saw a someone posted a Steam review where the person wrote I, I beat up I killed a lady for money. And I then I used a revivify yeah. spell on her and that <laughs> <got> led <laughs> her into thinking <laughs> I saved, I saved her. Yeah. <laughs>
0: which imagine like, bring someone back is, to life and be like who killed me? Oh, I was that guy over there. <laughs>
2: and and this is kind of the the beauty of the situation is so yeah so I'm I'm 14 hours into the game on my Jesus. normal playthrough. I've got a normal playthrough and I've got a playthrough I'm in play a multiplayer through. game um yeah. with some friends at the same time. And so and they're both wildly very different in terms of of I guess my approach to them, I'm using one of the pre-made characters almost for the co-op, the multiplayer game. It's very
0: camped, but I didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah, which I'm actually really interested in because they've added a lot for those characters in terms of you get to experience it from their point of view instead of experiencing it as a character next to them. Um, And and it's so much fun to just operate in a very different way that there is... um, so many things where, you know, my main playthrough, I'm, my single-player playthrough I'm playing is a bard with incredibly high sure. persuasion and deception, and I'm just talking mm, my way mm. through situations and having fun doing that and enjoying that. And um there's, you know, it, it's with this other character, I'm more sneaky, I'm killing people, I'm doing more chaotic shit, which is quite fun and enjoyable. Which pre-made character are you playing? Uh, I'm playing hysterion a vampire, yeah, okay. Um, like
0: he's it's very, like the first one you come well, it's the first one I came across of the pre,
2: um, like no, so technically... The- so, yeah, it's the first one outside because there's outside, the Gith, yeah. um, Laz, Fjol, which I think you can ignore a lot of them on the sh- ship, right? You, if you wanted so to. on the ship, you forced to meet well, you can Laz. Just- because she's like the first thing to... Like, we should separate. Them. Oh, you could yeah, say exactly. to all of them, "No, yeah. see you later." Like, yeah. technically, you could play this game without running into any of them or interacting with any yeah. of
1: them or having
0: just any. Should be solo camper. player.
2: Yeah, yeah, or have any of them in the camp. Um, it is people's games could be very wildly different to, um, you know, it just depends on what your character's good at, what you're interested in, what you want to, you know, you might be interested in a particular character storyline you'll go down there and it takes you through natural or um the 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 fucking the best thing about this game and i guess i'd put in uh 46 hours into the early access was i think where my game clock was before the two years over the
1: four years four years
2: yeah it was 46 hours of where i jumped (laughs) in played as different characters or played with different friends and just enjoyed it and this game is so fucking natural just to D and D where you just end up going on sporadic fucking adventures where you find stuff like you walk in and there is one of my favorite little side quests is you walk into a, a cave and you f- meet an owlbear or you fight an owlbear if you don't deal with it very well. And then, if you kill that owl bear, you then find out that there is an al bear baby in there. And it's up to you and your decisions of what happens to that owl bear throughout the game and stuff. And you see it reappear a couple of times. Um, oh, like naturally you you're exploring something, you read something and then you go, wait, there's a cellar to this house and you start exploring. And then it's like, Oh, these are fucking not just a normal apothecary. This is an evil wizard that has been f- like fooling these people for fucking ages and has been trying to perfect raising the dead. And you go into this whole backstory of this. It's nothing to do with any of the main quests you've been doing. You've just naturally found this. And I think there's so much of that to this game that is so fucking exciting. And I'm excited just to replay it and just to take different perspectives and play different characters and just... To enjoy the ride, and they've made adjustments. Like even like the early access was only ever act one of this game, but they have changed a decent amount of act one. The tutorial or the opening section on the ship used to be much longer. And they have streamlined the shit out of right mm. now. Um I think it yeah, I I can't say enough good things. Co-op's a really fun experience um for this game. There is some very wacky um kind of events and potential occurrences, and then I think this is very much those water cooler moments where you could talk about you know i'll talk with friends about things that are happening in my own game of how i've dealt with a situation or what is the unfortunate series of events or there was um a situation i got put in jail in the multiplayer game and i climbed out of the jail tried to escape as i'm escaping the jail i've stepped on a mushroom it has flung my character into a fucking chasm and i've just died and there's me freaking out. My friends who'd want anyone near me at the time I got arrested or anything and didn't realize I was in jail. I had to be like, Hey, can when you guys come with a revivify spell and come and get me? Cause I'm actually fucking dead. Um, and it's just, you can like, it is the beauty, I guess, of the multiplayer is that you're not tethered to people in such a big perspective. Okay. You can go off and do things by yourself. You're not tethered. You can, there's also a little tech box to say private conversation. So if you start a dialogue with a character, you can dig that box and nobody else can see or hear what you're saying to that character, what you're doing. So you could very easily be an evil character trying to fuck with the rest of your party and screw up little bits and pieces or, you know, it, it's, it's yeah, there, there is so much to this game. And and this, this game embodies D D if you, for whatever reason, have never been able to play D D or you have, you never, you're never. you one of those people who, and I guess like me when I was before I got into D&D heavily, there's always like, I can never find a group. I don't know how to start. This game is like the perfect starting point or the perfect foothold to play D&D. Um, it's, it's fucking amazing.
0: Ash, how's, uh, how, how much have you gone? Uh, like I have put
1: like four hours in, so I'm not that far into really. I, was say, I might
0: need like three or four, I think. So.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm really enjoying it so far. Like, I played a little bit of the early access. Like, it turns out four years ago. Uh, <laughs> um, and yeah, it, it it definitely feels more streamlined or like much easier to get into. Like, I remember like playing it the first time and like dying several times, but this time not so much. Um, so I feel like that element has been uh, improved greatly. Um, but yeah, it's lots of options, lots of choices. Just it did definitely feels like the most close to Dungeons and Dragons a video game has ever been to. Like even just having to do the actual roles, I think is is super cool. Or the, you're walking around and you see you keep seeing the perception check fails on all your characters, and you're like, what the fuck is <laughs> what the fuck is in this room? <laughs> uh, and then there's a bunch of grease and a bunch of fire, and then you're fucked. <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I'm really enjoying it so far. My only tip is
0: save. Yeah. Auto, save a lot. Auto Actually, save oh, is not your can
2: I, I need to rent. I need to rent. I need to rent. I need to rent. Um, I lost two hours of my fucking life. I got home from work early. You know, I was so excited to play D&D Friday. Started playing, played for two hours. Then realized I had a bug that just wouldn't let me save
0: or load the game. There's a save data uh, bug that they just patched, right? Yeah.
2: Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which yeah. I had to end up fucking doing. Yeah, I think I created like four or five... I did this character creation like five times in the end. On Friday, I was so tilted by the end of it, um, but definitely a hundred percent save. The auto save feature sometimes works in terms of hey, you're about to do something scary, the game will auto save in preparation for it beforehand. But other than that, fuck you will. If you die and you haven't been saving lots, you'll be like, oh, I need to yeah. go back like fucking ages yeah. to to.
1: Get I did. To I played like la- the last hour. I played last night going around uh, the grove or whatever, talking to all these people, uh, yep. getting all these uh, missions or whatever, uh, doing all that, go go uh, go down this, uh, you know, near a prison, jump down to the secret door. Oh, uh, you were under, finding the goblins? Like, oh, the wait, door. no, you got, you I ran into in the that fucking room.
2: statue. The statue thing killed you? Or was it the goblins? The statue thing? It was a combination. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, I lost all that. I lost an aloe.
0: Yeah, I definitely so. feel like that the I understand that like I guess their worries if they implemented too much autosave that could like annoy people that they couldn't backtrack. But I'm like, okay, we'll make it like a separate one. Just roll. So have a have a have it's an autosave rolling. that's going off like periodically and the game like like a normal autosave does after any like the thing is, conversation guess, well, just or time a time. Or, for for yeah, that thing though. Or,
2: I guess for that thing though, at the same time You've got to worry about a, I guess, the space in terms of your auto saving too much, but b, if you're auto saving all the time, it's really fucking hard to track down exactly where you need to go back to if you need if you fucked up like several different choices. I think I don't know. I think it's a. There's I mean, a, a, a come from your last
0: Yeah, I, I'm not. I, I'm not looking to like safe scum my way backwards and like i'm happy to live with my my story as it progresses but yeah if i die and it, 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 like i i've i had to redo like 20 minutes because yeah i i just died in combat that i walked into um and then i had to go and and all it was was quickly running around like picking up all these looting all these things on the ground and whatever else that i I'd, I'd done mostly um but it was still sort of annoying i'm like okay like i wish there was i wish there even had been a like Auto save dedicated to one that just triggers at the start of combat um so then if you fail that the battle you have the choice of either reloading right back to the state the start of the battle as you came into it or loading back to your last actual save that may be like 20 minutes prior you know because i would happily just reload and done the battle tried the battle again from where i entered i entered it you know what i mean I'd happily take my yeah, whatever my perception roles were and whatever else. Like, I, I just give me another go. Like, I think I can win. You know? <laughs> like, just a bit, an option. Just an option. That's my only major criticism so far of the game. Otherwise, I, pre- I think it's pretty fucking great. And I'm definitely keen to, um, very, very keen to play more. I think it's the only thing that's come out really. In a while, that I'm like, okay, I think this has a chance of like maybe beating Zelda for Game of the Year. Like, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I feel like crazy. that's a yeah. I don't, I don't think there's anything else that's coming out, and I, I think for a while, everyone assumed that Zelda was probably going to win most people's Game of the Year. I think this has definitely, definitely has stepped into the fight because not only, not only is the game's mechanics like really, really good, which it, it, it is just building pot. Like if you've, like I played, uh, I played a little bit of Divinity. I never played the early access of this. Um, But, like, it's just building upon whatever Larian's been doing for the last 10 years of their careers, basically. But everything is just so much better. And the game visually, very, very good. The thing that I... And I knew they'd done it because they'd done all these videos whenever they released and did um, their streams and stuff, talking about doing all this motion capture and stuff. The motion capture and everything in this game for all the characters is really fuck. Like, I don't want to say it's like the last of this level, but for the type of game this is, I think it's yep. very to fucking the, good.
1: To the for point, a game yeah. with a million custom options, yeah. it looks pretty good for characters. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I think, and even to the point of, like, like, like there was a
1: this,
2: moment... This, um. There was a moment where I, there was a character reading a book or something and the character's lips were moving and like like yeah. moving as if they were reading along with what's on the page. And I was like, that's fucking great. Like it, the, the depth of immersion to this game is insane.
0: I definitely feel like there's an attention to detail here that you don't expect in these sorts of games, I guess. Like, and, and you know, uh, like guess, even the opening cinematic, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> Yeah, it is intense. <laughs> yeah, and, and so it's, it's happy I think kind of dragons. I and think shit. so I many
2: excited. times in games, you players come up with ideas, and then all of a sudden he goes, "Oh wait, the developer hasn't thought about this, so I can't do it." This game doesn't feel like there is the potential for that. I think somehow the system no. is incorporated to enable for you to do fucking anything you wanted within well, the mean, parameters of what's going on.
1: on. The only thing I would say is that the dialogue options are not as
0: vast as I would love them to be. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not like you can write everything you want. Yeah, I like know. It's still yeah. It's still a degree of, like, something says something and your options are either, like, an angry option or a neutral option or, like, yeah. a happy... Like, they sort of fit within three grounds. So you can't 100% make a character like you want, so that's why it's not, the I guess, the true D&D experience because you can't, like... Do that much, yeah. but yeah, you can't RP um, yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't RP yourself. Yeah, but yeah, I, I. Um, music's really, really good as well. There's like a song that plays, I think, early in the game, like in the background when you're like going around the ship. Although this is fucking epic shit. Um, and the other thing is, I saw someone uploaded a video of like what the game looks like when you hook up uh, a controller to it, which is presumably what it's going to look like when it launches That's what on I was consoles. About, like, <laughs> yeah, well, it's really like. I, I, I still definitely feel like this is a game that's made for, obviously, keyboard and mouse, and that's the the way, mm-hmm. like, but I did, watching that video, I was like, you know what, this, that's the, the way they changed the UI and everything like that for the way it works, so, like, yeah, because obviously it comes out on PlayStation next month, um, if you um, want to wait until it launches on PlayStation. Xbox, don't know at this point, because they're, they're sort of trying to work out how to get it on Xbox Series S, so... <laughs> <laughs> And good luck to him. <laughs> what
2: yeah. So just, just what are you guys what are you guys playing as? What is what are you playing as? What are you? Do you what are want to you guess? Do you to try and guess? Or? um, no, I want you to tell me because I think there's too much. Right, I'm a half, half elf. Okay, okay, I, okay, I could have guessed that. But are yeah, you? you that, yeah. Did did you go half elf warlock or did you go something different than a half elf?
0: No, half elf warlock. Okay,
2: okay, that's you know what.
0: But uh, yeah. but I'm a female. Uh, and I called my character Siri. Very cool. Okay, cool, 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 cool.
2: And Ash, what do you maybe
0: can ev- maybe um maybe do you want everyone send me pictures of their characters later? I can fucking I'm, I might post them on the EN count. That'll be a funny little thing. Okay, sure, sure, sure. So we can all see what each other's characters look like. Yeah, nice. No, I th- I like the way character. my character looks. I think she looks pretty badass.
2: Yeah. I, mean, I did, I was annoyed yeah. with hair options in this game, even though there was fucking heaps. I couldn't f- quite find the anime hairstyle. Yeah, got. you
1: couldn't find the one.
2: Yeah. yeah, What are you
1: playing as Ash? I've, I've got a half elf drow. Okay, cool. Half drow. Very cool. Half yeah. drow. Cool. cool, cool,
2: cool, cool.
1: Yeah. And it's what a, class are r- you playing? It's a rogue, but now archaic trickster.
2: Oh, interesting. Interesting. I'm playing this the assassin rogue Um, in my co-op game. It's really fun. I'm, I'm really
1: yeah.
0: enjoying Rogues and bards are my go-tos. I just don't want to um, get close. <laughs> Why not? I feel like that them. makes the I'm game harder ranged. if I have to get close to enemies. I feel like that's awesome Nah, control. I feel like I feel well, like, the, de, well, depends on what class you're on. <laughs> I think it yeah, depends. But on I've how got an old mate in my crew who can use that that spell to put like the shit on the floor, to Grease. So you, you got then, Gale? Good old Gale. Yeah, I got Gale. He greases Gale. and Gale. I just fucking fire spell that shit. <laughs> oh,
2: this is just a just a very minor um thing that I thought made my game better. Um, I turned off the Karmic dice system, so it was just more like normal D&D. So in the background, Baldur's Gate 3 has a dice system where if the game thinks you're getting lots of bad rolls, it'll start weighting it so you get good rolls. Oh,
1: okay.
2: In the background, I've I've turned that that off.
1: The other piece of advice I've seen is to check off uh, reaction, like uh, there is those kind of... Yeah, like uh, so you can pick which ones you want to use.
2: Yes, yeah, so there's a because like if a,
1: a pers- if a shitty if a shitty goblin that's about to die walks past you and you have the chance to kill it, you could save it in case the one that's really going to do damage comes towards you.
2: Yes, no, nah, kill yeah, them a hundred percent. That's it. Just brings up a text box and says, "Hey, do you want to attack this
0: person as you're going past?" And you
2: just tick it.
0: Yeah. I I definitely don't feel like this is the game, like. If I think about other, like, turn-based combat games, I don't feel like this is one where any combat encounter I've got into, every enemy, I don't feel like any enemy's not dangerous. Like, I feel like any enemy could kill any enemy oh, could any enemy me. Can fuck you up. And that's D&D in yeah. general. The first five levels yeah. are scary as shit
2: in general, no matter what you're Yeah. So it's not that thing of, randomly like... one hit you.
0: I yeah, but in boy, like other turn-based games, you'll have those small—they yes. usually have those small enemies that maybe do one HP attacks, yeah. and you're like, it's fine. I'll leave those. I'll focus fire, and make sure I kill this thing first. Whereas I feel like I was starting to do that in this game, and now I'm like, no. Even if that thing's on one HP, I'm gonna fucking waste an entire attack to kill it because that thing on one HP is still as dangerous as this thing over here. Like mm-hmm. everything is gonna just fucking yeah. kill you. Like, hmm. and and it's
2: it's as a whole, I think, um. One of the, I think, to make combat easier for everybody, just get in the habit. Even though the surprise round system can be a little funky sometimes in terms of getting the rest of your party in, if you can see a fight happening or see something that's about to, try and like go into stealth mode and try and get the first attack, and get surprised and get yourself set off.
0: Um I think, especially if that's you're only finding- good thing about losing a fight. Because you reload back in, you can in, reapproach and you it sneak and sneak back you, in. Yes, and then <laughs> there is yeah. there is a boss fight.
2: I spent a good two hours yesterday doing because I was at the end of a dungeon with barely any fucking spell slots, and I had to like articulately work out the first turn. So I did because the first turn was where I was getting obliterated, and I needed just to work out how best to do that. Um, I think, yeah, I. I I love this game. I can't say enough good things about this, especially narratively. I think all of the—I don't know how many of the NPCs, the, the party members you guys have met yet. They probably—I would doubt you've met one or two of them that I have
0: more. I I think about the four,
2: four. So you've Not probably got—you've probably three, got
0: Asteria, Five,
2: Shadowheart, Gale, Will, and who am I missing? Oh, and Laz and Real. The, yeah. the last person I met.
0: So you should have the gift Last well, person I, I met was wizard. just a dude I pulled out of a portal.
2: Yeah, so that's Which Gale the wizard. The wizard. Yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Um, I think um, there's a couple more characters you get to meet to be in your party. They're all of their side quests are, are deep and interconnected and mm. um, very interestingly layered. And I think there is plenty of worth like especially.
1: <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I just uh, just opened up the the option like. I what I must have built up the relationship or like they trusted me enough to like go, listen, I got a drug problem. And <laughs> I need you to help me with this drug problem.
2: Oh, are you talking about yeah, yeah? okay, yeah, I know, I know yeah.
1: what you're talking about.
2: Yeah.
1: Um that's it's an ex- expensive it's drug a, problem oh, and you need to help me so with the know, expensive drug
2: problem. Um <laughs> it is uh it is capable in this game for you to permanently lose party members. Like The Mm. drug problem one. If you don't help out with the drug problem or deal with that, like Mm, I had, there's a bit of a, there's a (laughs) bit of a, there was a bit of a bug for me. And while I was doing it, eventually I couldn't do it. And then I finished the conversation, and then the pop up came up. This companion has left the party permanently, and it was like he chose
1: to walk away because of the drug problem.
2: Yeah, he was like, "I'll go deal with this myself. See you later. I'm out of here."
1: That's cool. Uh, i life. think
2: it is there is a lot of For real and, and especially also i think even more to a spate fucking choices in this game just carry on far into this game in ways you just don't expect like even just minor character interactions fuck it's actually the one thing that i laugh at about the narrative and dialogue every character you talk to well most of them there'll always be a question of where are you going or what are you doing? Fucking every answer is boulders gate because it's leading to the, the later in the game, when you're getting to the city of boulders gate where so many of these characters are going to reappear and and there's going to be interactions again. Mm. Um, So it's, it's yeah, you it's so much freer and more open for, for people to be enabled to do things and play however you want. And there is, uh, I think the stat I read was like 174 hours worth of cutscenes in this game. You will not do everything in one now. run. Yeah. You, you will not do everything in one run. You will not go everywhere. You will not see everything. Just, just play it. How you feel drawn to play it, play to investigate things you feel drawn to do. Um, because I think all over the map, there is so many interesting and deep things that you, you can get into and um,
1: aspects that I think are, are really fascinating. I mean, yeah, it's cra- this game is crazy. Like, you could do pretty much anything, right? I assume you could go around. You could kill every single person in this game.
2: You, you could, yes. You could start a fight with, you know, like the grove
1: you're in, that grove. You
2: could start a fight and kill everybody. Like you could yeah. just start a fight and just massacre that.
1: Whole Fireball, place. done. <laughs>
2: there is a, um, there is like in that, in that city, there is a ritual happening that is fairly major to the plot point in the story. You can steal the main central piece of that ritual. So the ritual can't happen and just leave, not do any quests to do with it, not do anything else. Just fucking grab it and walk away.
0: Mm-hmm. I say like. one, one of my favorite <laughs> clips I've seen was this dude like at the start of the game, and he's like playing as a um, barbarian. Have you seen this clip that's going around? <laughs> he plays barbarian. He's looking for what to use in this combat, and he's like, "Oh, what do I have? What do I have?" And he's like clicking around the menu options, and he finds and he's he, he must open his he opens his inventory, and he's got like a scroll of fire spell or some shit like that. And he's like, "Oh, cool! I'll use the fire spell," and he clicks to use it and because it's the barbarian. The barbarian literally just chucks the scroll at Henry. <laughs> and he's just he's like what the fuck <laughs> so good <laughs> another clip i've seen going around is when this character these people just open up a the they must be doing a, some quest or something and open up a barn door and it's just two orcs fucking
2: that is that is that is a uh, yeah you will see a bug there yeah. which is like a fairy person a troll who's a massive person just going yep. at it I mean it when I've said it. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast yet. But I've said it to everybody else i talked to about this game. The fact that in a trailer, in a player showcase, they showed that you can fuck a bear is mm-hmm. like, okay, so if that's what they're willing to show, what's the shit in this game that they can't show?
1: <laughs> I mean, like you know, a lot of people were surprised by the character creation. Oh,
2: know? just so you know. Every, yeah, you can not that me and my friends have totally done this where everybody took their clothes off in camp and just, was like, this is what your character's backing. <laughs> Every character you could just get fully fucking naked. I, I
1: no think you did over. that. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like, like.
2: You did like that, but. I, no, no, but you can like completely just like strip down everything and see what's packing.
0: Um, I like how everyone f- in that, that clip of Twitch stream is doing it where they click the button that literally says hide clothes and then everyone's yeah. reaction is, oh god, my character's naked. I'm like, you click the button that says hide clothes. <laughs> like,
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in so many video games, you click hide clothes and they're still wearing like underwear. They're still wearing,
0: or
1: wearing something.
2: They're still I guess I it's, it's all there for you to see there's like five different dick options you could have your dick looking like I don't five. know yeah. I feel
1: like they yeah. didn't change that much uh,
0: it was a lot of yeah yeah well, yeah it's a lot of hair changing I
1: feel yeah, a, well, I, I definitely feel like admittedly I didn't I, zoom in so I mean
0: dick a to, like dick option a to e and then um I think you only have like th- two or three um vulva options vulvas, like, I feel like it's an yeah. a, a unfair uh, yeah unfair mix as I'm gonna say neither even matter dick to 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 Vag options.
1: <laughs> but yeah, the co-op works really... Does the co-op work co-op really well? Co-op works
2: amazingly well. Like, co-op works really, really well. Um, I think it, it's... it's Yeah, you are not tethered. You can walk off. You can go to the other side of the map if you wanted to and stroll off to somewhere completely fucking different. Um, which is the same thing as in... Uh, be very careful because this sometimes happens. Uh, in the single player if one of your party members gets unhooked from the rest of the group in like the linking tab on like the left-hand side and you walk off the other side of the map, that other character is just stood wherever you left them. And you have to like click onto them and then walk them back to where you are to get them back. Or you go back for them to get like, there, hmm. there is no tethering. You can't just bounce between people in different situations. Um, you can't stuff like say me, like I am the rogue. I'm the thief. So if I need to steal something, I will get somebody to start a conversation with another character with the NPC that's looking at it to turn their line of sight away so I can just quickly go and grab stuff and do stuff and and steal it. Um like it it is uh yeah, there's a lot I think the cult works so well and so interestingly. Um, How does that work
1: with the NPC party? So no, you right? can
2: only so either um there is a maximum Or because of you're four. playing them. Yeah. Well, it depends, right? So there's a maximum of four players, uh, four people in the party at the time. Um, hmm. If you um, are only playing like two players, you each get one NPC to come with you to make up the yeah. group of four. If you have four players, you're kind of stuck and you can't take anybody with you. I, it, I don't know how... We haven't gone far enough to really dis, to really discover like how NPC um, like side quests work in that feature. So I, I'll be interested mm. to see how that goes as we start going deeper into their side quests. At the start, in the very first mission, we had five, technically, and whoever was hosting the lobby got to control the GIF character because she was forced to be with us. Um, but yeah, I think it was it, – it's, it's, I'm interested to see more and more how the co-op works as we get kind of deeper into the game and there's more systems going on and we're doing wildly different things.
0: I was just looking for, I was just like looking for the hashtag and saying. Oh, uh, I love how wildly different everyone's characters can look and like because mm-hmm. you've got all the Everybody's different races like, and this like is, stuff. Like when uh, there is something
2: like seventeen thousand different endings in theory to this game, where it's like different things have happened in different potential pieces have occurred and different choices have been made this is like i guess the heart of everybody's thing back in the telltale i guess golden age when you would talk after an episode was launched about okay which option did you pick which option did you pick what did you do those were still confined to like three or four different options or different choices per choice this is fucking infinite where you're like oh what about this what the fuck i haven't even heard about this thing what the hell's that and you start talking about different situations or um, uh, different kind of outcomes for things happening or different characters feel comfortable enough to share different things for you um, like there's there's a lot of choices in this game as big and, and as, as big as you know massively altering the story to very small things that don't seem like they matter but are very big in, in the long run you know it could just be your four party members when you're walking through a particular room, all fail a fucking perception check, and you completely miss a secret door that takes you into a different whole, different layer, and adds a different element to a story. Bit. Um, yeah, it's it's very D and D, and it's it's pretty fucking fantastic.
0: Uh, the other thing before we wrap up this no quality critics on this one because uh, the the interesting thing I guess about early access was they were unable to give. They couldn't give out early 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 (laughs) versions. They couldn't give out the full version of the game because there's no way in Steam to upload the full version and like have that be live at the same time as like keeping people out and keeping them only in the early access version without fully shutting out the not without
1: making up a whole entire different
0: version. Yes. So, um, everyone. Including critics from IGN to us started playing the game at the same time, other than if you'd been playing early access. So I thought that was interesting. So that's a massive RPG, but
1: yeah, I know. Was it much different? When was the last time that you played it in early access and how much different? do You feel like it was?
2: uh, When the Barbarian and Bard released, that maybe is 12 months ago. I Mm. jumped in there for a little bit and played a bit. Um, Look, this is so. The whole start mission has completely changed Um, in terms of not completely changed, but like it is very streamlined and yeah. very like you kind of go from one place to another very quickly. Um, Will's character is kind of com- not completely different, but they've rewritten his whole backstory Um, and interlinked his with the barbarian NPC that you get a little bit later on and uh, I think there's, there's a lot of minor details that have just been changed and altered and, and things about the game that's just changed over. Um, there's still a lot there that, that was there, um, but I think there's the game does feel a lot fairer, but then I was talking to a friend that's like, no, 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 the game's still the same. It's just... Some fights will feel easier because you got the luck of the dice in that situation and it just went in your favor and other fights will just feel really hard because you roll really badly and you have to work through a situation, Um, which is kind of the heart of D and D is that I guess with, with other games normally the, how much damage you're going to do, how much uh, like is a lot more set and a lot more kind of streamlined and very obvious, um so this this because this is all based on a dice rolling system, you are up to the fucking elements. Especially if you've turned off the karmic dice rolls, you are you are at the will of that dice. Of whatever's going on with the dice, I'm sure your character's good at things, so it'll be a bit easier to succeed at some things. But if you roll badly in a fight, it's just it can just go a bit rough for you and you have to work around that.
0: Right, um, we'll talk about more Baldur's Gate in the coming weeks, I'm sure, as we all continue playing it. Um, But let's get into some news. So, I've only got two things I want to talk about this week. Uh, Firstly, Xbox has announced Xbox slash Microsoft, whatever they're called. uh, What they're bringing to Gamescom, so Press Start writes touting the largest booth it's ever brought to Gamescom. Xbox says it will have over 150 gaming stations featuring 30 tiles at show, along with 300-seat theater photo opportunities, and Xbox FanFest action of the game feature. 25 will be playable for floor attendees, including the likes of Armour Core 6, Fires of Rubicon, Payday 3, Persona 5, Tactical, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, and somewhat surprisingly, given it's been a little radio silent lately, Stalker Two as for, for for its heavy first party for yeah, heavy for hitting first party titles words. Starfield and Forza Motorsport these won't be playable on Show Four, but we'll have exclusive theater presentations running throughout Gamescom. Uh, so of course, in case people have forgot, Gamescom uh, it's coming up soon. It is uh, about uh, three weeks away. Twenty seventh is when Gamescom uh, is happening. Um, Jeff Kelly will be doing a show. I'm assuming if Xbox is going hard and having their biggest thing here, that they're going to have, like, a bit of a presence in Jeff's opening night live, all that sort of stuff. And I'm also just reading between the lines a bit, and I'm sort of hoping, because I'm keen on the game, but um, if Stalker 2 is going to be playable, then maybe we're getting a a decent bit of information from Stalker during the show itself, which would be good and also interesting considering, you know, Ukraine. You know, like to. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah. As game, uh, Gamescom snuck up on you. Ash, did you remember that this was happening in a couple of weeks?
1: <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> uh, I definitely remember. You know, you know, it's only when are we doing opening night live predictions? I mean,
0: <laughs> have to do it soon. Maybe next week. Yeah. I mean, technically, we could have put them as part of our last predictions. So, no. But yeah. <laughs> But yeah,
1: this uh, yeah, this year's going very quickly. It is going very quickly.
0: Uh, do you reckon I'll get? Do you reckon we'll get anything bigger of this, or it doesn't really, like? Uh, I mean, considering Starfield's what uh, two weeks away after that? When Starfield come out, like ninth or no? When is it? Yeah, something like that. It's early so, September, I
1: know. Uh, the sixth. I suspect you know there'll be a section playable. Do you reckon? Yeah. yeah. Right. Like they'll have the opening somatic or something.
0: I don't know what else they, I would, I'm still, I'm still sort of peeved they didn't announce Hellblade at the last thing, or like any other major news at E3 Summer Game Fest time, so I'm hoping something else gets released out here, or like teased, or like a rough. Right, so we're just back to the normal world, uh, cool stuff, it comes out, Forza comes out, what are do you doing, Xbox? <laughs> like sort of back to the not knowing what the fuck did it cool story uh and then the other thing i want to talk about this week in before we wrap up is the story coming from vgc sources nintendo targets 2024 with next gen console according to multiple people of knowledge of nintendo's next gen console plans the company is likely to release new hardware during the second half a 2020-2024 to ensure that it has ample stock available on day one to avoid the kind of shortages seen with PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series XS. Although specific details on the console are being kept closely guarded, those VGC spoke to indicate that the next-gen console would be able to be used in portable mode similar to Nintendo Switch, Two sources VGC spoke to suggest that the console would launch with an LCD screen instead of a more premium OLED in order to bring the costs down, especially considering the increased storage needed for high-fidelity games. The current uh, Switch comes with 32 gigabytes of internal memory, while many current gens come with 100. Um, many current games on PlayStation and Xbox are over 100 gigs each. Uh, like its predecessor, the new Nintendo console will also accept physical games via cartridge slots, the source says. Other details, such as backwards compatibility for Switch games, physical and digital, remains unclear. Nintendo has said it wants to convert as many of Switch's 100 million plus user fan base as possible to the next system. Kieran, do, uh, do you reckon we're getting the, the next version of Nintendo Switch late 2024? <laughs>
2: The thing is, right. I feel like every period for like the last year and a half, we have had rumors of a new Nintendo Switch in one form or another.
0: Um by, I guess the difference is the rumors of them making it, and then rumors. This is now like, hey, it's coming out next year. It. it I think it would be the right time. I just
2: hope. I I hope that it isn't a Nintendo, what Nintendo does every fucking time where it feels like it is like meeting the benchmark of last generation or the generation before that. Even, um, I I want them to feel like they're pushing the market in terms of not maybe meeting the, the performance and the, um, ability of say the, the Rogger or the, the steam deck or anything like that kind of jumping up in in ability and kind of matching that and and putting out a device and a platform that developers are able to put their games on without feeling like they need to break their game or hamstring their game to be
0: able to work on that hardware. Would you have interest in a Switch 2? What would it it take for you to have interest in a Switch 2? Um... I
2: don't know. I feel like it, it, it was. <laughs> uh, I feel. I feel like it would. It would have to have the capabilities of. You know what? Well, yeah, I think in in many ways it just has to be closer to the rog so that more games that I would love to play in bed is able to play on that device because at the moment I'm closer to buying a Steam Deck
0: or a Rogger than I am to a Steam uh, to a um a Switch. I'm going to shut you down straight away and say that's never going to happen. For one, it's key never going to happen. But it's, it's not, not. It's not. It's not about Nintendo not like not having the ability to do it. It's the price tag. The difference. I don't even think. I think they could get like halfway there with without
2: meeting the big price tag. I, I honestly think they could put like a half decent effort. They in. could
0: probably get halfway there, but it's never going to be anywhere close to Steam. No, but that's
2: probably. the thing. All I want is them to go halfway.
0: We're shaking your head about it
1: it's kieran you know talking all this big game about you know not getting not being interested in one unless they do all this stuff as soon as a bunch of people are like hey this is so good i'm having such a fun time it's very good point kieran comes in with credit card (laughs) (laughs) give me that give me that switch too (laughs) did you just buy a new switch this (laughs) year? yeah but it'll be by the end of next year, so that's completely different. <laughs> what the fuck? That's, like, completely
2: different. It, no, I'm just saying that, that's... Year? If that's, it was... You know know. What? No, no, no. If you if they had said, oh, we're going to release a new Switch at the end of this year, I'd be like, I don't care. I'm not going to be buying it. And I no, would be... No, yeah. It's the end of next year. So I guess by that point, it's like, yes. I don't know. I feel like... <sighs> it's it's like the frustrating What I'm saying thing. is you got
1: swept up in the Zelda hype earlier this year. Yeah, I did. And bought a Switch. And I did.
2: And I, and I went, fuck it, and bought a Switch, and, and it was combination with other things but yeah no 100% I did and I'm okay <laughs> with that because I felt like there was a good enough reason to do it um, uh, I I I'm just frustrated by Nintendo in terms of their hardware resting on the laurels of the fact that they're Nintendo and they you they don't have to give a fuck about what its audience wants as long as they're playing it a different game Karen. <laughs> They are, but I just wish they would care a little bit more.
0: That they would just so, push the envelope a little bit harder with their devices. I yeah, I believe this story is 100 legit. VGC is like usually when they write stuff like this, it's pretty spot on. So and and the next and everyone knows it's the time. Like it, it definitely feels like a new switch should be like coming out like this year. It. The the fact maybe it would have in a world where they the the um, they the didn't have to didn't it, the stock happen, and and skyrocketed and, 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 yeah and all that sort of stuff so n- late next year that makes sense sure um, I would say I'm the person who has probably played the Switch the most do we feel like that's a <laughs> yep
1: the I said assessment
0: so I would say in a world so I'm at two ends of this when you're playing stuff like Zelda the last Pokemon game these open world games really feels like the switch needs a hardware update the frame drops the the textures like all that like just a it's a rough it's a rough time with some of these games and i 100 percent want the switch to get and the thing is it's a it's a console upgrade so it's going to get an improvement no matter what it's just how big
2: i just don't want it to be like every time that like nintendo does a quote-unquote improvement it feels like it's a fucking baby step
1: like
0: it well, it's, like still it's, be, it's, it's still gonna be. It's not gonna be. I would never. Karen, be just wait. Things. It's gonna be the
1: Switch DS, and it's gonna have two screens.
0: Because <laughs> th- my 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 thing is, so I've still been playing a lot of. Um, I talked about last week. I started playing Pikmin Four, right? So I've been playing. I've still been playing absolute living fuck out of that game this entire week. I'm loving it. It's one of my favorite games that I've played this year for sure. Um, and Pikmin Four, this non-open world game, just again, just goes back to. I'm just like. Nintendo's great. Hey, like, look at this magical game with mm. the little cute critters and the dog and some. Well, of these this little puzzles is a game that doesn't everything. require <laughs> any from the machine. Thing. Yeah, yeah. So it's definitely the, these open world ones where they're, they're, I think they're hitting the. They're pushing In the walls, Switch too yeah. far. They're hitting the walls on those, and that's definitely where... And you're playing any of those games, you're like, fuck, the Switch needs a, a hardware update. If I was playing Pikmin 4, I'm like, yeah, Switch is fine. Like, you know, like, this is great. This The art direction carries the game. And I'm sure the same will be for when we're playing the new Mario game at the end of the year, when we're playing the uh, Mario RPG at the end of the year. All these games are still going to play perfectly fine and look fantastic on the Switch. It's just these open-world ones and stuff. Mm. And outside of their first-party games, I don't... It's the hey, the third-party developers don't want to put their games on the Switch because they, a they can't; it's too much trouble, or make their games look like ass to put get it on there. So that's when also having a hardware improvement gets more games on the Switch for people to play as well, which is going to be a thing. Um, I do, I think it'll see a big update. I don't think it'll be; it's never, it's not going to be a Steam Deck or anything like equivalent like that. Um, although I do think and hope that they think about. Not so much because the thing is, if it's coming out next year, th- what it is has already been decided, right? They're like, mm-hmm. that's it's locked in. It's, there's no, they're not like working on this thing, like they've, they're done, right? Um, but I do think if they're gonna f- for when they're planning their marketing campaign in the coming 12 months, in a world now where this, when the switch came out, it basically was hey, and they've had free reign for years now, being more or less the only handheld gaming console that anyone used. Now, if the if the success and the popularity of these handheld PCs continue, like the Steam Deck and the, the ROG Deck and all these other things continue the over the know. next 12 months, yep. they're really going to have to think about how they market this thing and how, how they talk about it and how they get people, um, like adults, to choose the Switch over these other devices other than it ch- it's cheaper. Because I know oh, that kids and families yeah, are still yeah kids and families are going to go switch whatever like that's that's that, that's the market or whatever else but when you've got someone out there who's like okay i've got the money to spend on any of these devices like but i i don't want to buy two like why am i buying nintendo switch 2 over a steam deck like what am i getting mm. and if the answer is our fucking fantastic library of games at launch and backwards compatibility i think that's a fair yeah. answer if you want to rely on that so hopefully that's what they have is what i think on oh, no, ash yeah. what do you, what do you reckon no, I think, um,
1: yeah, I don't think it needs to be a massive step up, but like if they can improve performance, battery, and uh, storage, then I feel like you know that would be enough to justify <laughs> another a Switch version too. Um, I do, I think if you put it in docked mode, it's going to be playing, you'll be playing games in 4K. No, um, but, I, I don't. Know.
2: I don't think 4K is ever going to be. It. I just. Uh, I don't really, want like them in 2032. Of... Yeah, I think it's right. <laughs> because when, nobody when cares. Fucking, <laughs> when <laughs> fucking Nintendo's on 4K, the other consoles and TVs are doing like 10K easily. Like they're doing like 10K, 120 FPS. Like yeah. 10K, 120 FPS, and that's just the norm.
0: No, I, I definitely feel like that. It's not the they don't need four K. It's I'm not worried about that. I, the, the, if they if they get bigger hardware and they just can just improve,
2: perform. it's just the yeah. performance and the frames, the frames, frames. Just That's, the yeah. frames. Like just you know what, fourteen forty p. Just fucking do it. Get a device that'll do fourteen forty p. And will run frames nicely. So Try what, and get in dock
1: like, mode. You want it running sixty frames no, per second. What? 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 If it was in docked mode, you'd want the games running at 60 frames per second.
2: Uh, I would prefer 120, but 60, yeah, sure.
1: <laughs> well, like
0: <laughs>
1: I would say it's like, Nintendo we're talking about. Like, you, can <laughs> get, no, but
0: like, you could get 120 Hertz. The problem is, and this is the thing like so rock deck, 120 hertz screen, handheld mode, and all this sort of stuff. I in a bunch of the games I play on it, I could play in like low or medium and play in 120 frames. And I've just turned that off. I've locked it at 60 because the battery saving is way better than 120 frames. Sure. For a handheld device, like I get it 120 frames, you're sitting at your computer, whatever. For a handheld device, I'm taking 60 locked over 120 for the battery. Like it's just not worth it. I did say docked
2: He said docked. He didn't even say handheld.
0: Okay. No. Well, for that's docked, why, I would that's say... why I was
2: like, no, dock, docked, I wanna be like 100. Like I wanna. <laughs>
0: Docked, wanna get there. docked Mario side scrolling whatever else should be playing at sixty. A docked Legend Zelda Tears of Kingdom sixty. Nah, no, still not happening.
2: I oh, they need. I just need I, them to push like happening. just push the envelope. Just fucking look like you care. I just you know what it just forty locked? sure. No, <laughs> I just it, it frustrates me with Nintendo
1: thirty one.
2: <laughs> that they are they are so comfortable resting on their laurels because they're fucking Nintendo you know it would just l- be nice to see to their me company to so like
0: i'm um- they have like a massively successful console.
1: Their <laughs> yeah, they're, six, they're so. Nintendo. <laughs> I don't know if you
0: know. No, no, no. But that's the <laughs> thing company. is, right? I just wish they—they uh, don't—they never—they don't
2: ever push the envelope with their hardware in terms of actual goodness. Sure, they do wacky. I was about to say concepts. they did with their Switch. Like Switch pushed the they console, do, with their console. They that's do. A concept. They do wacky concepts, but they don't just like hit the good stuff. They just rest on the fact that they have great IP. You can't play anywhere else. Which is why I mean, I'm so desperate to be like, I mean, fuck your hardware off, Nintendo, and just like become a div- become a publisher, become like a developer for the other fucking consoles. Just be like, sure, we'll hang out on even if you know what, I wouldn't know because I be won't they- use it very. Well.
0: <laughs> we know. So if if let's put it this way, if the so the Xbox price just went up fifty bucks this last week, so now it matches PlayStation. So both consoles are now seven ninety nine Australian. Let's say that they sit at that and their R I P does not change in the next twelve months. At what price point can a Nintendo Switch launch in a world where an Xbox Series X and a PlayStation Five is seven ninety nine?
2: Well, they're launching. What, co- well, what price point? Your current Switch is like five hundred bucks.
0: It is. It's like 529 like, I think.
2: It's. It's. Yeah. It's. It's. I think it, it. It can't be anything more than six hundred dollars.
0: No, no, no. Yeah. So six hundred dollars, what would you expect if, from a console? <laughs> no, no,
2: no. So this is okay. Let me let me caveat this, right? If they just do Nintendo and they do a small performance boost, and they do a bit of sprucing, sure, six hundred dollars max. If they go all out and they're like, fuck it, we've like we're we're targeting the um, higher frame rates, we're we're doing good resolution, we've got an SSD in there, we've 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 You know what, that's the biggest one. Fucking make sure there's an SSD in this fucking console. Mm-hmm. And and have good memory and good RAM and, and good power in this console. I would be okay with them almost matching the PlayStation and the um, the Xbox because we're a handheld, and we are doing our own thing. It's just we're pushing it in a different direction. So it's still. Well, cheap I mean, the thing then, is, they're
0: not a handheld, technically.
2: But uh, th- this is the thing, right? Where you you don't you push it out of the market of being against PlayStation and being against so, uh, Xbox gen- generally you not only get to challenge them and be on the same ballpark as them, you also get to challenge fucking Rogger and Steam Deck and stuff and be like, hey, we're kind of like them. We're not as great, but we're fucking cheaper.
0: So here's mm. the, just to put the perspective, I guess, um, Switch launched and it's at the same price currently still, four sixty nine ninety five. That's your That's your mm. RRP, Nintendo Switch, Neon or Grey console, whatever, 469 The OLED Switch currently costs 539 but they, like, they launch at, say, 470. So okay. that's what they launched this last Switch at, 470. So this is the, 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 this is
2: inflation, though, in terms of by the time it's like well, yeah, yeah. But, Friday, like Friday, f- end of next year. the
0: time they reach Friday. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I, would, I would say, I would expect, uh, I would expect, and not be shocked to see it launch it around it somewhere around that same price point of for, uh, 550 to 599 I think if they, in a realm of what I'm expecting from Switch, which is just like, I don't know how to put it into words, but just a, a moderate upgrade in the, the power, fucking some AMD chip that the Romans be working mm. with, like whatever. Um, if they've done anything a little bit crazier and they do want to push the bounds, uh, maybe... At most I would ever and it would still shock me, but I like six ninety nine. I just don't think they could get anywhere close to the mm. like if they were anywhere too close to the PlayStation Xbox, it's like you're
2: fucked. That's still really fucking close. Do
0: you, do you reckon they could launch with multiple SKUs Um they could, but like that would be weird. I don't think they no, I think they don't like to because they like to like they can production line wise, like they're making yeah. one thing, so
2: I just think they should launch it with different sized hardware, and like in terms of like hard drives and stuff in them.
1: Well, I mean,
0: if it's like the Switch, the the hard well, they hard, just make
1: it like a the PlayStation, just have
0: add your own storage. Yeah, you know, well, the Switch is like it comes with what 32 gigabytes SSD, and you just put like an a SD card in it for a terabyte SD. or whatever. So, like right. yeah, Nintendo Switch over SSD? Is that what you just said? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what,
2: yeah, it should just be a Nintendo with yeah. an SSD. It's what I fucking need. You know what? It, that's the minimum.
0: That is the bare minimum. Just put a fucking SSD in your console. Like, SSD. Honestly, for, this, for the sake of not cutting this episode on for another half an hour, the stuff I honestly care about the most is like so so many small things like improve the. Change the design of like the way the Joy Cons fit on so they never feel like they're just gonna weirdly break off the side of the console. Um, make the Joy Cons a little bit more. Ergo dynamic for when you're playing it in handheld, so that people don't know to buy these third party accessories to play them unless they're child's hands and stuff like that. Um, and then most of the changes I'd love to, to see are just Nintendo uh infrastructure of both the Switch and line and online stuff. Is the no stuff way. I'd like to
1: see. The, the Nintendo's always, I'm just be, saying, so like, I Dylan world. is happy with the Switch, I was just gonna
2: say, the yeah, Joy-Cons just better. change the joy cons and stuff on the side, <laughs> you don't so you don't want any hardware improvements whatsoever.
0: No, I expect hardware improvements. I'm just saying most of the stuff. But that that's I not what you wanted, want.
2: Just what, the, most of the stuff you want is nothing to do with hardware.
0: No, you would so be I, happy. I, like
2: no, no, no. You pretty much just said you would be happy if they released Pro Joy Cons you could fit onto any Switch console, and then also released a new, a, a new <laughs> system, and then just released <laughs> new because infrastructure.
0: Switch. I, I, I need a little bit of a hardware improvement. I need. Games like Pokemon and Zelda to not look and play like ass at times, just, just, um, but just, otherwise, like also backwards compatibility. They, they need, they, they definitely need backwards compatibility because I've got a lot of digital games, um,
1: on the, the Switch now, yep. so which would be necessary because you can't imagine there's what would a no launch like ah uh, game. It'll... Be
2: I think as long as it's called the
0: Switch, you're fine. It could as be a 3D Mario. The...
1: I as, mean yeah people keep saying the Odyssey team hasn't done anything yet no, as long no, as, you, ages, so.
0: as, as long Prime as the console
1: is, is still
2: some variation of the Switch it'll be backwards compatible with Switch stuff it's the moment they change the name from Switch Nintendo's just going to be like, nah bro they're just going to call it the
0: Switch U
1: <laughs> please call it Nintendo Super Switch
0: Nintendo Super That's switch, pretty
2: Nintendo's sweet I would get right behind the Super Switch
1: What are the odds that it's something completely different to the Switch?
0: No, I think very fucking low because anytime Nintendo's had a hugely successful console, they've doubled down on it the next generation.
1: Yeah, with an extra gamepad. I don't think you're going to do that. <laughs> so, I don't know.
0: Doesn't mean they.
1: Well, this time, this time, there's an actual console and that's handheld. True.
0: I oh, know. We'll see. I'm keen to because if it's coming out late next year, let's not forget that that means that potentially the Nintendo Switch is announced like early next year. Like if it's going to release at the end of the year, like if it's going to release around September, Octoberish, or something like that. I don't know. Like that mm. might be a good release point. Um, that means we could have a Nintendo Switch two announcement event in like February, which is exciting to think about. Yeah. You
1: know? Yeah. So look forward to us speculating about that for the next. 12 months. I love it. I mean, I'd get, then- I'd
0: get keen because my, my story of the Switch is I hated it. I'd very admitted I thought it was the dumbest fucking idea and from the outset. I'd watch, I'd watch, well, there there reveal, I watch watching reveal. I do watching friends that I'll play this yeah, with Yeah, they on sold it top. terribly. But
2: <laughs> yeah. this is the thing. This I remember Nintendo watching where... the reveal.
0: I watched the event on my phone at work at the time. Like, I had it on the corner. And I remember just watching and just le- looking at and getting, shaking my head just being like, this is the dumbest fucking thing I think I've no. ever well, seen. Is- <laughs> Let, me, Let me enjoy my Wii U. Yeah. <laughs> this
2: is... This is the thing, and this goes back to my point. It's their Nintendo, they can drop the spaghetti into a fucking sewer, and every fucking gamer a nerd boy fucking Nintendo Mario hat wearing fucking mark is gonna be down there with a fork and a knife, fucking scooping that fucking spaghetti up out of the sewage and fucking eating chowing down on it and being like, Oh Nintendo, this is so great, this is so lovely, Nintendo, thank you, Nintendo. Oh, please, can you drop some more? Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry, I, I feel
1: like I had to let out some. I feel like those was Ninja Turtle themes. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, uh, uh, sure.
0: All right, that'll well do it for this week's episode of Arco Couch. If you have any thoughts, comments, concerns, I'd like to let Kieran know what you think about his impression of Nintendo fans, uh, you can do that by joining our Discord, ExplosionNetwork dot slash Discord. If all, you'd all like to find out. X page you can do it at explosionnetwork.com slash twitter if you like this episode Thor's worth a dollar head on over to our Kofi page explosionnetwork.com slash support and we will see you here same time same couch next week goodbye now roll them 20s isn't it a little dumb that it's if you want to support us on X go to explosionnetwork.com slash twitter not changing it <laughs> not yet